0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 70 of Hashtag No Filter. Today's episode is with Justin Keller, who is a brilliant man. He is the owner of Circle 50 Creative, which is a company that works with other companies on their brand messaging, marketing, marketing. Logos, web design, uh, brand positioning, and so much more. And Justin is truly, truly brilliant when it comes to all of these topics and our conversation covers a wide range of topics but it was very informative. We talked about you know the most important components of a website uh, where to start once you have an idea for a business like what's the first thing you should do and he just had a lot of really good nuggets of wisdom. He's really insightful and I kind of think you're going to learn something from this episode. You might want to take notes or bookmark it. You're going to want to come back to it I think. We also talk about fun things such as dating and things of that nature because this is hashtag no filter. Uh, So I really think you're going to enjoy the next 45 minutes. So without further ado, here is Justin Keller on episode 70 of hashtag no filter. Welcome to hashtag no filter. Justin, how are you?
1: Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. I'm so happy. So Justin and I actually met years ago through Carrie Colbert, carriecolbert.com, right? That's how we met. That is how we met. That is how we met. Um, He redid her site, the branding, everything. So Justin, before we get into all the fun questions, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into what you're doing now and all that fun stuff?
1: Yeah. I mean, the simplest way to say it would be right now, like I get paid to help companies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and organizations figure out how to communicate what they do, help that make sense, and then figure out how to present that Oftentimes visually, so that could be websites, logos. Um, but more primarily on like the high, like high level positioning for them. But that's what I get paid to do. But what I really consider myself is just a creator. Yeah. And so I've I'm all over the place with podcasts, writing kids' books, writing other books, like Yeah, mainly. you do a lot of things. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> people might be a little confused at what I actually do to make a, li- a living well, sometimes well
0: because you also wrote a book this is actually really cool and I I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about this but it just dawned on me you wrote a book where you released it like chapter by chapter as it came out right it, Yeah I did.
1: did yeah it's called Human Always and yeah. yeah so I did that one chapter by chapter like got feedback as I was writing it from people as they would read it and then um they could speak into like the next chapter so yeah I mean ultimately I'm I call myself just a brand consultant, and then, uh, but just a creator, and most importantly, a dad.
0: Yes, and a dad. So, so in terms of, so I got actually a bunch of questions. I said I was interviewing you in my Instagram, and people had a lot of like website-related questions and branding questions. So, I guess to start, um, well, first talk a little bit about Circle Fifty. Like everything you just said is what Circle Fifty does. Like for what we did with Carrie, you web design, branding, logo, everything, soup to nuts. You did everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we we start looking at how do you identify, you know, who you are, how do you communicate that? Once you have that foundation, then we'll move into things like, all right, are you visually where you need to be positioned in the market? And so I call it brand positioning. Right. It's like where how your message, how your visuals are presented and positioned in the market. So that's what we focus on.
0: Right, right. Um so in terms of wait, didn't you work you worked for a church at one point too doing this, right? Or you still do?
1: No, I you- mean, no, definitely. So back in the day I was um, so I've had my business for going on eight years now. And so when I started though, I started as a graphic designer back when I was, you know, 18 years old, learned Photoshop, um, ended up inside of the church space just by default. My, my background growing up was a pastor's kid. And right. and so it just all fit and they weren't really doing creativity and using design. And so uh, I brought that to the table. Um, then I spent about six years at an organization, a church here in the Woodlands, um, doing all the national like he had books that he was sold. Ah. We did like national marketing for that. Um, and so that was sort of where I got the idea or kind of the head start on um just all things branding versus just design. Right, right, right. And then and then launched my business with a base of like church clients first and right. then it slowly just evolved um, into a mix of corporate and nonprofit kind of clients right. right now.
0: How long have you had the business?
1: It'll be eight years in August.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't realize that long. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, when it comes to branding and finding your company's voice, this was a specific question. So, I want to look at what they asked. Um, when it comes to branding and finding your company's specific voice where where does one begin like let's say someone can't afford you or circle 50 or someone like you or a company like yours what can they do on their own what kind of brainstorming like where does one start once they have a, a an idea of a of a company
1: there's no hope without me so they're going to hire.
0: <laughs> they're kind of fucked so yeah never, let's just I'll let's justice. just put it
1: down. no um i i would say the the place that most of us start is we think about us mm-hmm. and we think about you know, we create a product or we create a, a business idea and and we fall in love with the business idea or we fall in love with the product. And so we start with us in mind and that's completely backward. You should love what you do. You should love the products you could create, the business you come up with. But ultimately, all you should really focus on right away is what is the pain? And i I'm, it's two things. What's the pain that my audience or my potential customer, my client has that I solve mm-hmm. and then what's the promise that I deliver on every single time. Literally, if you don't have a website, you don't have a logo and you can tap into that and communicate that clearly on like a sales call. Mm-hmm. Here's your pain and I know how I can solve it. Here's the promise that I deliver on and that is the reward they're looking for. You can you can sell without any website ever.
0: Are you but you don't recommend that.
1: Absolutely, I do, so.
0: Oh, even you, you don't, like if someone doesn't have a website, like it, it could still work?
1: I sold my business. Um, my first client that I landed, I, so are you okay with the little story?
0: Yeah, please. Okay.
1: All right. So I didn't want to stay on staff at this church anymore. And I was about to get married and my wife to be at the time, she said all she wants to do is be a mom and stay at home. And I'm like, Oh shit, I can't do that. Um, you know, with the salary that I have at this church. So, um, I had a job offer in Miami at another church. And all I decided to do was, I said, I can do what you need without being there. I'm starting a business. I said that on a call without even ever thinking about starting a business. And they Whoa. said, great, can you get us a, a presentation? And so 48 hours later, I had something, a PDF put together with, Hey, here's what the business is going to be. Here's the different packages, no website. And they said, let's move forward. So Are you serious? Yeah. And so I say that all, a lot of times I think we get so stuck on, you know, the, the perfect website. We, we try to perfect everything that nobody gives a shit about right. before we start to sell. And so I'm, I just when I'm working with like a new startup, I always just tell them don't spend money. Don't spend a lot of money, at least on web presence or other things like literally start by get in front of the people you want to sell to and learn their pain mm-hmm. and then identify how you can promise to solve that. And have a PDF. That's it, like a one pager, and just send that out and sell. That's I've sold more work by someone saying, um, you know, sending them a PDF, and then they'll ask later, like, "Oh, so what's your website?" After we've already like been in a contract or whatever. I've even sold without people knowing my company name, just because I'm solving, I'm selling on their pain, and I'm selling on my promise that I offer.
0: And this is for whether it's a product, a service, anything.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, products. I think the thing you have to be able to show at some point is the product. So you're gonna need a you know the product I guess that's important. I don't right? know. <laughs> so, but I'm saying you can still do that with a PDF. You don't even if you don't have the perfect website, like you could be sending out if you're selling jewelry to boutiques or, you know, like you mm-hmm. could you could still send that out to them and say, here's our product catalog digitally without having right. a website. Like there's so much you can do without having all the other stuff. But
0: but I feel like, I mean, I guess with what I do sometimes, or most of the times, the prospective client wants to see previous worker. I mean, that would require a website, having to go to my website. So th-
1: No, not at all. So I would put that, so I had all that inside of oh, even yeah. like the yeah. PDF. And right. I mean, at some point I ended up having a website, but even when I first had the website, it was a simple Squarespace site. Right. And I mean, even though we were selling websites that cost, you know, tens of, of thousands of dollars, yeah. I had a simple Squarespace
0: site. Right. Well, because you didn't need, yours didn't need to function more than that, right? Like it just needed to, that makes sense. So what if, okay, so for people that are impatient, I I'm, I can be impatient, but people that are impatient and want- No, you're not. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I don't want what I want tomorrow. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, but when people, you know, have an idea for a company, they're like, oh my God, I have the best idea. I want to do it. They don't have a name. They, they have nothing. No name, no logo. Should they just- basically the first thing they should do is figure out what the pain is or the problem of the people that they're trying to sell to and how they can resolve that and and go. And then they're fine. They don't need a logo.
1: Look, I I think it just depends to say that you don't ever need the logo. I mean, you're going to need to have things set up to be able to operate, like whether it's an LLC or however Mm -hmm. you decide to set up a company. But the thing I would make sure is that once you identify the pain and you identify your promise you deliver, I would say the next thing is, yeah, then then focus on the name. Right. Um, even in this order, like then focus on the name mm-hmm. and then focus on your sales pitch stock or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Right. I wouldn't even worry. About, I, I would focus on colors before mm-hmm. I even have a logo. Like I'd make sure someone wants to even buy for me before I spend way too much right. time toward anything. You could use a typeface and just have the company name and that's it. with without a logo, and right. no one's gonna. People sometimes don't even know the name of my company when I sell to them. Like they, they'll. It, it's kind of sad, but but like, how do
0: they not know if they're hiring if they're if they're setting up a meeting with you?
1: Because most of sales is going to happen from word of mouth or relationship, and so sure. um you know it's they'll look into it at some point. But if they you know there's this old saying like people buy from who they know like and trust right it's it's pretty word straight word of mouth is
0: everything right
1: word of mouth or even when you're first starting you're going to sell to your family you're going to sell right. to your f- friends like so you can get away with a lot less when you first start i think yeah
0: yeah. No, that makes sense. So in terms of influencers, have you, and you've worked with some of these, in, some influencers, like I know I some of them. So what are your thoughts on in the influencer industry as a whole, in terms of scaling their, or even make monetizing it at all their business and whether that's selling a product or services, do you think there a lot of these influencers like have a chance to really make it a business? And if so, what would be your advice f- for that? If you can give any, just from your experience, seeing the ones, you know,
1: yeah. You probably know the influencer space better than, than I do, but for have what a it, good,
0: like when you, cause you've worked with some, right? I mean, for I sure. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I have. But I mean, so that's a tough one other than saying I, I would look at social media. I'll just say it like this. I'll look at social media as somebody else's real estate. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm building on someone else's real estate that can get taken away from me at any mm-hmm. point. Right. So all I would say is that I would think at some point, the ones that are going to be able to uh, sustain what they're doing, at least monetarily, they're going to have to have another revenue stream at Mm -hmm. some point. And and you see this in in almost every big company, that they'll start out selling one product, and then they'll become, even Apple, just how simple they start, Mm -hmm. and what they sell now is different from the beginning. So I would just say... You know, I don't know. There's a couple I can think of that have launched. Um, whether it's uh, digital businesses right. or physical, physical brick and mortar yep. businesses, yep. Yep. I would think people are distrusting social media more and more. That mm-hmm. you know, when you have to put on your ad, when you have to put on your post, ad or sponsored or whatever, you, you know, when you have to say that, I think it's just becoming a thing where it's discredited. I think the biggest opportunity for I, I don't know you you're not asking this but No but I want to know. I think that there's like this mid market of um influencers especially like moms that are out there that have under 10,000 followers even. Mm-hmm. Like 3 to 6,000 followers that they have a really engaged community. Um I mean I think that if I was a brand I would be looking for that type of person because even people I've had in my podcast, I've had people who've had, let's say 250,000 followers and I've had some that have had, let's say, you know, 2,000 like really loyal Mm -hmm. and those episodes have done better when they share than the ones with all these other followers. I think there's something about this when you're not too big like I think there's just more trust that's still yeah. there. and yeah. that gets you know eroded as you grow. I think
0: that's it's such a good point. There's actually someone I'm very close with. I mean, I, I'll, I can call her out because it's nothing bad. her her Instagram's at jewel to be. she has under ten thousand. she's like a very slow crawl to 10,000, but her following is so engaged. I mean, I have double her following and half of her engagement. Like I'll just say it. And it's, it's so amazing. And it's so interesting because I was just talking to her about this the other day. And that's so interesting because brands want that loyalty. They don't care about the numbers as long as, I mean, they care about the numbers, but they want the engagement and the the brand loyalty.
1: We get so caught. Okay. So you have a podcast. I have a podcast. And when I started it, I've had one before and I quit that after like 17 episodes. Um, it's a lot of work. When
0: was, when, when, when do you have the other podcast?
1: Like two years ago, probably, but it was, but the, you know, it's a lot of work and you start to do some research. Like, is this succeeding? Is this a good, was this a good result? And, and you see that like a successful podcast could be somebody who has, 20 people who tune in every week but they always tune in they comment they like they're engaged yeah and i think that in in business there's so much hype right now around like growth Mm -hmm. and just big numbers Mm -hmm. that we really forget just you know five really well-paying clients that are really happy that you take care of really well what that can do for your business long term you know we just dismiss this like we do uh, uh, you know these smaller numbers sometimes and the loyalty is something that is worth way more than big numbers.
0: Right. And, but then you see these influencers or these bloggers with 500,000 followers and it's hard to not look at them and get a little, not jealous, but like a little like, well, what are they doing that I'm not doing? But if you have an engaged following and you have a, an engaged small following, that's amazing. It's worth its weight in gold.
1: I've never been jealous of anybody who has 500,000 followers, because <laughs> I just figured that means a shit ton of like complaints and like negative <laughs> feedback. So
0: that's right. Think about that. I'm like, I did get a negative comment. on Have you got, probably not. Cause you're like very you negative comments on your podcast. Have you gotten any like weird feedback?
1: No, but I get like, I post consistently on social media yeah, or whatever yeah. on, on one account. And <laughs> I get negative stuff sometimes or somebody really? who will like question what I just said. And I'm like, yeah. I, who cares? Do you
0: delete them or do you respond? No.
1: Heck no. I actually had a negative comment. Okay. So I did a, a episode on, um, five social media strategies to, uh, like improve your mental health. Mm-hmm. And one of the points was like social media is optional. Right. And I, and I ran a paid ad on that one mm-hmm. and someone's comment was complaining that I was using social media to run an ad, even though I was saying that <laughs> social media is optional. <laughs> I'm like, so I, I wanted to comment and say like your comment was optional too. Right,
0: You should have.
1: <laughs> well then th- that is back on me. Like I decided true, I'm going to make true. my comment optional.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Of course that was smart. No, I got one recently. It was an episode I had with like a pretty big guest, you know, a, a good site. He had a good size following and I think like the mic, like he kept fidgeting with the mic and it just the quality was a little funky during the episode and someone not only commented on my Instagram but literally went to my ratings and reviews and left a comment like that hurts me like that not hurts meaning you know like hurts my ratings and they put a one-star review and then said that and I'm just like do you have more to do with your life like really that was just not okay I don't like mean negative people
1: do you want me to find out who that is take care of this can you no, but I just thought Oh I, I thought ask.
0: because you're a web guy you could find out. <laughs> Heck
1: no. <laughs> or just... maybe he
0: can offline. We'll talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay, so what would you say for someone if someone asked, what would you say in terms of a website, if someone is gonna have a website, what are the most important components of it? Like is it an about page, a services page, and a contact page, and that's it, and that's fine, or what would you say? If they so don't want to spend all... a lot of money. I
1: mean, that's going to depend on the, what they're yeah, doing, what they sell. Question, no, it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a great question. Probably the best question. Cause it's challenging. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, Good no I would just say like, think about this. You don't have very, no matter what your website is or what you're selling or you don't have very long for somebody to decide to stay. So just get rid of the fluff. That's probably the easiest way to answer the question would be get rid of the fluff Make sure that right when they land on the website, they, they, they read the first sentence and they say, yes, that's me. Mm. Not everybody says, yes, that's me. Like know that who you really want to sell to will say, yes, that's me. Right. And then what do they need? Just like, what do they need to know next? Don't sell everything on the website. Like, I think right. that's another thing we get stuck with. Like, what do they need to know next? And then I would say some layer of credibility, which is usually... It can be a few different things one mm-hmm. if you've got an established business it could be testimonials it could be um uh you know yeah people's testimonials or uh case studies case studies sorry mm, yeah. um but if it's uh or product reviews whatever but right. if you don't have that and you just started uh the other thing you could do is your content like a blog right. or something like that is another layer of credibility mm-hmm. um ebooks just resources that yeah. they feel like oh this person is more thought out than just the the hack out there. Right. Anything that can add credibility from either other people or from your own knowledge that right. showcases that. I would say those, and then this is stupid, but it's like missed sometimes. Just make sure that you multiple places you have a place for them to contact you.
0: Mm, right, right, right.
1: Like it seems so simple, but we just leave it up in the top uh, nav or whatever uh-huh. says contact, but like put that. Three different places, at least right. on every single page you're on. So, but you um, really don't
0: need like, to, like sometimes I'll go to websites and they have like a hundred different tabs, and I'm so overwhelmed, I'll click away. Like it's too much. So, you don't need all that necessarily.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it, like if you're, I mean, if you're just getting going, I don't think you, there's not a lot of reasons to have complicated what? things, you know? Right. But Make it straightforward. If, if you need someone, if they're going to stay on the site for a long time, you have valuable content that keeps them on the site, you might have a lot of pages or you have a lot of different offerings you know, you might have a lot of pages, but I, just the, the simplest way to answer that would be, um, sort of like making a movie or writing a book, Right. like don't make it any longer. Don't make it any longer than it needs to be. Right.
0: Right. Cause people don't, people are not lazy. Well, they are lazy, but people are also, um, they've short attention spans, right? Like they're going to click away in a minute.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I mean, we hate people telling us something isn't good. Just like someone did that yeah. to your podcast, but your podcast yeah. is good. Fuck so them. they're, they're dumb. Yeah, I hate it. You know them. what? I you I, are
0: gonna beat them up later.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I can't say that on here, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I would I would say like have somebody else look at it too and just right. get their feedback and don't worry about if you don't have to subscribe to everything they say, but definitely let someone else lay their eyes on it and say what's confusing, what's clear, yeah. like what's you know.
0: Right, right. You don't want people DMing you asking you to help them, though. Like, like
1: <laughs> No, I'm almost I like <laughs> I am. You should have seen his
0: face when I just asked that. I am not
1: a, I am not a design by committee anything. I think that like one or two trusted voices that you have speaking into anything you do is, is all you need most of the time.
0: Right. So trusted though, not just random people on the street.
1: Well, I mean, depends on what they look like, but yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now, um, Okay, so we already kind of talked about social media, but, and I guess you kind of, whoever, sorry, you already answered this, but the importance of social media, like, yes, it's important, but also on the other hand, it's not everything, like, don't put all your eggs in that basket, because like you said, Instagram could die tomorrow, it's not going to, well, the coronavirus might kill it. (laughs) <laughs> Look, I stopped
1: I I stopped drinking Corona beer just because of this whole thing. No, I'm
0: just kidding. Oh my god, I thought you were one of those people I saw that article no, on Twitter like or something.
1: <laughs> Look, I mean, social media is a weird thing, but um for 2 years I have not posted on my business account.
0: You also have 3 accounts. It's very confusing. We can talk about it later, but keep
1: going. I know. So so I have the business account and I stopped posting on it because I actually hated feeling like I needed to use that to sell my business. Mm -hmm. And so um, Keller thinks social media handle launched because I just decided, you know what? I'd rather like try to add value through Mm -hmm. content than just be showing what we design and what we do. Right. Right. So I, I hadn't posted for at least two years now on that account on the business account and the years that I didn't post, I mean, it had the most revenue. So it didn't, I was going to say, did
0: that hurt your business? Obviously not.
1: No. And ironically, the, the, the feed that I use to just kind of post thoughts and, and whatever, I mean, I get DMS all the time from someone saying, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about working with our team or, oh, wow. so it's like in, I'm not even, I think that with social media used with a business, we look at it as this is the cheapest way to market my business. And so what that does is it makes, if you look at a lot of brands, I'll finish that thought. So what it does is it, it really makes your content, uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it and If you look at a lot of brands, the engagement, you'll see they're posting every day, but they're getting no engagement. right? And it's because people don't care about this shit. Like well-
0: I feel the pressure like as a, I feel the pressure to post every, I mean, I don't post every day, but sometimes I'll go through phases, but I feel the pressure to post, but really my engagement on my feed sucks. My story's great. My feed sucks. So what am I doing? Why am I stressing about it? Like you're saying it, you don't need to.
1: I mean, that's just (laughs) for, for my sanity. I just decided that I'm not, I'm going to post when I feel like posting. If I feel like I have some, that, something that adds value. And then also if I just want to test some kind of content, yeah. I'll literally just post a piece of content, even if it's maybe crappy and just test it to see how it works. But I mean, I think we get the amount of time that most people that have a business, let's say small businesses, at least the people that are running their own business, the amount of time they're going to spend on social media versus the amount of time they could spend sending an email to a prospect every single day. Mm -hmm. Like it does not match that, the value of doing social media versus that.
0: So then what would you say like a po- you and I have podcasts and, and other businesses and things, but how do you get the word out then about your podcast if you're not posting on social media?
1: The best thing that I like, if I could do it all over again, I would have doubled down right away on my email list. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Cause you own that too. I mean, you don't own it. Yeah. Instagram.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think I use with my podcast, I'm using text so you can text to sign up for like a weekly newsletter. Do Just people do a- that? They text? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Cool. I get a couple every single week or whatever so mm-hmm. it's growing it's growing slowly but mm-hmm. but that group what I know about that group is they actually care and so right. if I send them something it's more likely going to be received mm-hmm. I, it's a it's a, I think that we get caught up in thinking that social media helps accelerate the growth of our business or sales, mm-hmm. and sales, no matter what, is just a long, a long game. Yeah. And you can sell quickly, but urgency makes you look desperate. And I think social yep. media makes a lot of people look desperate or look I'm like they totally need sure a I've therapist. I've totally looked desperate before. Well, we all have. I mean, <laughs> I had my post today. Like I first had in my um, in my status or whatever, I had something like. I'm launching whatever, you know, soon. I actually just deleted that. I was like, you know what? I'll just do a post (laughs) at some point that says I'm actually launching that. Let me just see if people even like this thought around (laughs) the content. like
0: right. It, no, it's, but that's what you have to, there's like a, I've talked about this on a recent podcast with someone. There's a very fine line also between sell, trying to sell your business and your work and being an egotistical asshole. But you know what I mean? Like you feel like you're like just literally talking, just promoting yourself and it's obnoxious, but it's not obnoxious, but there is a fine line. And some people do it in a very lovely way and some people don't.
1: Okay. So I had, uh, I hired a coach like last, it would have been last, um, it might've been last fall or it might've been early this year. It all blends together. So who yeah, cares about yeah. the timeline? Yeah. But he, he said something to me that really changed my thinking. And one, if I am going to sell, like only sell what I really, really believe in. And I think when you really believe in it, get rid of the, get rid of the, again, back to the um, pain and promise, like speak to that pain at least, but it's talked about what you do connected to their pain. Right, and I, right. Think, and I think that's the thing that makes us feel sleazy is like, hey, here I am. I'm selling myself. Do you well, want to buy right, me? Like, right. That's what it feels like. But right. if you think about it instead from the, the perspective of, hey, Julie, you have a podcast and I can help you get more listeners every single week through the things that I've learned by not doing things right. I found this like I'm speaking to you, not right. about like, look at what I've done.
0: Right, and, right. Like,
1: so, I mean, that was a terrible ad, by the way. No, but yeah,
0: That was really... <laughs> now you can never do voiceover. No, I'm just kidding. But but what is what does it mean, though, for someone like an influencer, someone, or even... Well, no, because I sell some services too, but someone who's just trying to promote what they're doing that doesn't necessarily... You're not solving someone's pain or problem or whatever. You're just... Yeah. It's en- you're entertaining them, maybe.
1: No, but right. even influence... No, even an influencer is um, showing that they solve a pain, right? So let's say... Yeah. Um, Like I can't find the, I'm making this up. This is going to be the best ad you've ever heard. (laughs) But like, I cannot find the perfect crunchy chip until today. I found these Pringles and like, whatever it is, it's showing. Right. I see what you're saying. Like, it's stupid when I gave that example, but they're still showing like, I couldn't do this. And then I found this. I just think instead of showing, like, there's some that I think influencer marketing itself like there is a bit of like just vanity that's connected to it. So it's, do you like this shirt? Great. This is where I bought it. That's different than, than selling you like services. If you want to start helping others develop as influencers or you want to develop a business, that's probably, you know, there's a big difference between those things. Right,
0: right. And if you just want to like be, um, you know, this, like these YouTubers that are just kind of like celebrities now, like you shouldn't really, it sounds like go in as, as you shouldn't go in that with that as your goal like to just be a famous youtuber, right? Like you cuz what do you add? Like where's the value, right?
1: I mean, go for it. Be just go into it thinking <laughs> I'm going to be famous. I don't, <laughs> no, I mean, I I think you know, if somebody's some people have to start that way because they're going to find that's meaningless at some point and they would never right. listen to someone tell them not to do that, but Right. I mean, gosh, it is weird. It's just I'd look at social media as far as the influencer space and you know that's a different beast from the standpoint of they're just getting paid to promote a product mm-hmm. um you know i think in that case like someone's business is social media that's different than maybe me right um i don't know for for you but for, for yeah. sure for me it, it yeah. is different you know
0: but i will say i've never ever and i have a lot of friends who are influencers i have never once bought something because an influencer like did an ad about it ever well let me
1: ask let me ask you this though do you do you think that you indirectly have ever
0: interesting question um i guess maybe actually i take that back there was an influencer recently that posted this like it's called a guau or something like a a stone that like sculpts your face and i bought it it doesn't do shit but i bought it so i i was influenced but like typically if someone's posting an ad about i don't know like walmart i'm not like going to walmart because you posted the ad about walmart right
1: yeah but no, yes, for you're sure. right.
0: You're right. Maybe I have been indirectly influenced and I'm all about influencers, all about them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and me, I mean, I think, and that's why I'm saying like for them, social media is different than probably what right. I'm talking about. But for somebody that's starting any sort of business or if they're a freelancer or whatever it is, right. I think that what I just said, though, is thinking like how indirectly we are influencing always with our content. Right. You just, I saw one of my favorite people on social media, just because I I've like always been obsessed with him as a photographer is Chase Jarvis and I don't
0: know who this is but I'm going to follow
1: him. He's ba- he's badass. He's like he does like he used to do a lot of extreme sports um photography and stuff but he posted yesterday um you know he probably has 50,000 followers yeah. maybe on social media um but he posted yesterday that Joe Rogan Um, he was mentioned on Joe Rogan's show by like Joe Rogan's guest. Wow. And his point of the content was you just never know who's listening to what you're doing. And so I think instead of like getting caught up on, I didn't get any likes today or I didn't get, you know, that could be (laughs) no likes all day. (laughs) Um, (laughs)
0: That's so depressing. (laughs) But I'm just
1: saying instead of getting caught up on this immediate result, I think Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. the long game, like The long mindset will keep us a lot healthier towards social media knowing today's results don't necessarily matter, but showing up every single day might be what's more important.
0: You're right. You're so smart and insightful. Stop. What's well, the bur- it's the bourbon talking? It's now. definitely the bourbon talking. Um. So okay. So you do all these things. You've written books. You you have your business. You do all. You have three social media accounts, but we know you only post on two of them. And you're also a father to the sweetest, cutest little boy who's getting older, which is crazy. Um. How do you believe in a work-life balance, and if so, how do you? How do you hand, How do you balance it all? Because you do a lot of things with work, and then you have your son. So how do you how do you do it all?
1: So I think balance is more of a cumulative thing that happens over a lot of years, and so like right now, um, so when I went through my divorce, mm-hmm. the decision that I made was I used to travel a lot. All my clients were outside of Houston, so the decision I made was. If I don't travel, I can actually pick up my son from school every day because um, Anna needed to work full-time as well then at that point. Right. And she would drop him off and I could pick him up and I could have dinner with him before she would get him after work. And so right now in this season of my life, it's skewed really heavy toward my business doesn't get the priority that it used to. Mm. My son in being present with him, it's like heavily skewed in that direction. Right, right. Um, and so, but I know that there will be a season where that shifts course, and there's even, there's even days when that shifts. And so I don't know, I think getting caught up on the work-life balance, I think is if you try to measure that day to day, it's a losing game. Right. And so I'm just trying to kind of approach it from more maybe weekly to monthly to even a year at a time like okay did this year balance and i kind of measure like the six a few different things in my life to right to see what it looks like but yeah i don't i don't get caught up on like how balanced something feels i just i just want to know if i'm giving something my time i'm giving it all that i have
0: right exactly and when you're with your son it's your son. your son is everything
1: i don't pick up phone calls from clients The moment I pick him up from school, like I pick him up by four, let's say 430. Yeah. Even though a client could still call if it's before five or whatever. I I will not pick it up. You won't pick it up. No.
0: And that's your, but you'll deal with it the next day. So it's fine.
1: And that's the thing. That's the thing though. Like I, early in my business, I didn't put that presence on or that focus on my son. And I thought this can't wait till tomorrow with my clients. Oh. And like everything that my clients are going through pretty much can wait.
0: Right. because In their mind, it n- might not be able to, because that's what is their world, but it can wait.
1: It can wait. But what <laughs> I realized can't wait is like today with my son or this minute with my son, like I will not get that back. And right. so to me, I just feel more scared of losing that than losing the client.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, I lo- oh, you're so nice. Whatever. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you mentioned Anna, your ex-wife. So you're still on good terms with your ex. So when did you get divorced by the way?
1: Uh let's I don't know.
0: You know, like like was it only a couple of years ago? No.
1: Um, it would have been this is I have no idea. I think twenty eighteen now.
0: Oh, only a couple of years, like really only a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean it would have been a year ago of last like October.
0: Okay. So but you guys are still on good terms, right? Like you co parent? Yeah,
1: we're in really good terms, actually.
0: That's amazing because sometimes it's a train wreck. Like sometimes it's a really bad situation. So what do you attribute that to? Like just from the start, you guys agreed that you you want to be in good terms for your son's sake or that's just what it is?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were um, – no, we both have been on the same page and all that we knew mattered was what's best for London. Mm. So we both – have rallied behind that so even when it comes to like personal preferences or whatever we both not just me not just her we we both have asked like is this best for london but that's because we got help like even before we got divorced we went and took him to like a family therapist and had them speak into all that and so it's just been a team effort of like team london instead of worrying worrying, worrying about yeah
0: not your bullshit it's about him
1: yeah, like yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So are you single now? Someone actually asked this. Someone so actually I, asked that. Huh? Someone, I think because maybe they looked, I don't know, but I have the question. I'm not going to give you the Instagram handle because that would be <laughs> wrong. Um, but are you single at slash dating?
1: I am. Can you be single and dating? The way you asked that, <laughs> that was kind of funny.
0: <laughs> are you, are you single slash going on dates with people?
1: I'm dating one person right now.
0: I, tell me more. No, not on the podcast. Okay. Um, so while I was going to add, but you were single for a little while.
1: Yeah, I was definitely single for a long okay. time. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't date after we got divorced. I didn't really date. I mean, I, I didn't really date. So, I, okay. So you've I went never, on a few dates,
0: a few dates. Cause I was going to ask you about the, how, like, were you on apps?
1: No, hell no.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no.
1: Hell no. I would never. (laughs) No offense to anybody who is.
0: But that's not your style.
1: Not at all. No. So Uh -uh. did you,
0: how would you have compared the dating uh, pre-marriage to post-divorce? Like, because you obviously dated before you got married, or maybe you didn't. I don't know. How, how, how is that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely did. Um, That's a good question. I would say that. Well, okay, so I have a kid post-divorce.
0: Very different, right, right, right. And so,
1: but but post-divorce, like I almost didn't give a shit. When I would show up on a date, I would say, by the way, I'm, my focus is my son, my business, and I'm probably going to be the worst person to date.
0: So why would you even go on the date?
1: That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I but don't like, know. I mean, I, I mean, I mean do I they walk in, out? No, it just seemed to work the other way around, but... Um, right, right. But I think I was just more straightforward after. So I think dating before being married, you just dance around all the real issues. And so my point of saying that was post divorce. I think I just looked at dating as, you know what, like either we're right or we're not right. And I'm not going to try to conform to you. And I don't want you to do that for me. Like we're going to be miserable. And so I was kind of, I think quickly cut to the chase. Um, with it but yeah
0: well and because you've had experience now and like you've you've been married and all this it's different I imagine it's very different
1: yeah I mean it was exhausting to be honest with you
0: yeah I'm sure <laughs> it was Um. okay so now we talked about that all right so now before like my last part of it is always um, my little fun fun question round like a rapid fire round so first thing that comes to mind you have to answer Okay. 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 Go for <laughs> ready? it. All right. Um, if you could have drinks with anyone living or dead, who would it be?
1: Ooh. Um, hmm. Can I pick one? Can I pick two?
0: Sure. Whatever your heart desires. Okay.
1: So I definitely, I definitely would love to have drinks with Winston Churchill. Okay. Um, And then I would say, This is strange because I kind of consider myself probably more of a Republican than than Democrat. But like, let's not get political. But (laughs) I I would want to have drinks with Barack Obama. Oh, okay. I think he, I just think he, maybe he just did a good job positioning himself like this. But I just think he's that guy that like you could have a good drink with and have a really, really killer conversation with. And you both would be open to both sides. Like, let's talk about a big issue or something, you know?
0: I'll set it up for you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, If someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be?
1: Oh, god. I am terrible with actors' names.
0: Okay, describe the movie they were in, or TV show.
1: Julie, this is a weird question. Um, Uh,
0: This is a this is one of my favorite questions.
1: No, it's good. When I say weird, that's usually good. The things that are weird are great. Yeah. Okay. Great. Let me think here. I don't know. It's got to be something with Will Ferrell. Just like, okay. Because I'm actually kind of goofy and totally, uh, um, other than like business. So, right. uh, anything with Will Ferrell. Okay. I don't know.
0: Okay. That works. Uh, what it well, but oh, he's well, way more well, funny
1: than me, by the way. I don't want to sound like I'm that funny. Yeah. I'm no, you're definitely, definitely not. not no,
0: okay. Thank okay. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> you. Let's, be, I just realized like, shit, I'm not that funny.
0: <laughs> no, but you would want Will Ferrell. I get, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. Who is your celebrity crush? Or I guess, well, since you are dating dating someone, I typically, I didn't know if you were dating or not. I asked who's your hall pass. Like your girlfriend would be like, yeah, it's fine. You can go out with them.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't really, I wouldn't do a hall pass thing, but, um, I would still like just own the, the crush thing.
0: Okay. What's who's the celebrity crush
1: Reese Witherspoon?
0: Oh, duh. I mean, yes, she's great. (laughs) She is actually, actually, she's funny on Instagram. By the way, do you follow her on Instagram? Uh, I'm
1: so embarrassed to say this. I do.
0: (laughs) She's funny, right? I don't.
1: I I don't read her captions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you don't. (laughs) She is the best, though. She is the best. Um, Favorite date spot in Houston. Everyone, Justin Mm. lives in Houston. If you didn't know that, well, your favorite date spot in Houston.
1: Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, you know, I one of my favorite spots is... would be... I like Baylison Brewery. Um, Literally never heard
0: of it, but it sounds great.
1: So it's in like Rice Village area, but it's, it's right next to this really great wine spot. And so if someone you're with doesn't like beer they can bring the wine over or vice versa oh, and so that's nice. and it's it's outside it's just neighborhood feeling yeah. and it's not stuffy so is, it I, next
0: to, is this on Bissonette
1: yeah it is on Bissonette next
0: to like Vinology is that what you're talking about it's
1: just no? right it's literally right next okay to I've it, seen
0: yeah. it I haven't been okay um yeah. do you believe in sex on the first date <laughs>
1: what's a because what's considered a date no I'm kidding like, uh, like- <laughs> let's say,
0: let's say, let's do hypotheticals. Let's say, um, they meet on an app, they're on Bumble and they meet and they go on a first date. Do you think they should have sex or not that first night?
1: I think they can do whatever they feel like.
0: Okay. So you don't I think mean, it'll affect the future of their potential relationship if they do?
1: Yeah, it will. Huh, okay. <laughs> but they can do whatever they want too. Like, I don't care. I mean, like, yeah, I think, I, so I think you can't, there's a couple things like when you're the Driven by being horny or drunk, you make different decisions. And so I just, I would say getting too caught up in that side of it, like someone could be really good on that side of things and then just not have much else to offer. And you just, I think there's, I don't know. I just, I think it happens. And, but it can be a little, it can cloud things a little bit.
0: Right. But do whatever you want. Ultimately.
1: For sure. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have to live with your decisions.
0: <laughs> True. Who cares? Okay. If there was a plane outside of your house apartment right now, where would you have it take you in the world? Anywhere in the world?
1: Mm, Banff.
0: And what three things would you bring? A camera. Oh, and no people or pets, just things. Okay. Camera. Oh
1: yeah, I, would, I wasn't going like, I I was, <laughs> to bring anybody with um, <laughs> my camera, a notebook and a pen.
0: Wow. You're so simple. Uh, if you had one extra hour in the day, how would you use it?
1: Uh, probably just reading.
0: Oh, and, uh, <laughs> well, no, that's great. I'm seriously. Like, I've had crazy answers to that question. Some are very tame and some are not. So I, I love that.
1: I would sit and do nothing or read, you know, ever like, read. Yeah.
0: um, what advice, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: So, probably two things: one would be don't sweat the small stuff because mm. it's all small stuff, mm. and then the other is always think the best of others
0: Oh, I like that
1: yeah, I it was it's so so easy to judge, and I think that one is one that i've uh, I probably hold on to that one the, the most yeah, he's like, all right, they're not pissed at me, they're just pissed at life right so it's not
0: about you, it's about them mm-hmm. what and what motto or well it might just be that what motto do you try to live by every day is it that?
1: You know, I I don't know if it's like a motto or if it's just a mentality, like mindset. Would be just, just something about um, like it sounds super super passive, but just like let go and be present is mm-hmm. something that has been taught to me just yeah. from like life and yeah. things fall into place like yeah. when you do that. And so I there isn't like a, a saying with that other than right, right. That's, just more that's, like a mentality. Yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, I love that. You're so interesting. Before we wrap up, I don't want to end. It's a great conversation, Justin. Uh, what, where can everyone follow you? Cause you have like 17 Instagram accounts.
1: I have 12. <laughs> okay. <No>. Where, <laughs> no, can, I mean,
0: where are the, what are the public ones or where, where should someone follow you?
1: If- I only, I really only post mostly on at Keller thinks. Oh, okay. Um, and then they can keep up with my podcast that way too. I post stuff there for, about that. So, um, which is Fight for Brilliance with Justin Keller. And then um, that's it. I mean, I I post a little bit on my personal account, but.
0: But that's personal.
1: Not really. It's just you're going to get bored of seeing my son probably.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe. Maybe not, though. He's adorable. Um, Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thanks for having me, Julie.
0: And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Justin. Be sure to follow him. He's really, really smart. And I hope you learned a lot from this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. As always, you can find me everywhere on social media. I'm mostly on Instagram at by Julie Lauren. If you haven't subscribed to Hashtag No Filter, please be sure to do so. And I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too
1: Many Lawyers, is it time to compose a eulogy for privacy? Facial recognition techniques can spot you in a crowd. Some say DNA swabs from everybody should be deposited in a data bank. And if you lose track of where you are, not to worry, cell phone location trackers can tell you. Folks no longer joke much about their smart TV or Alexa listening. Check it out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.